Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats, the cats. Tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, Rubbish. There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Monday to you, June 13th, 2022. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and we've got Justin Kalen, of course, and intern Jacob in the house, the house that we're not at today. They're in southern Indiana, Roush and I, in Louisville this morning. Hope everybody is having a great start to their week right before we came on the air finishing finishing up my work schedule for today or just figuring out where i'm going and when more likely where i'm sweating and when roush could potentially break a hundred degrees in louisville when, when do you think the last time it's been a hundred in louisville this was this was surprising to me so that's your hint um hmm curious uh i would say it felt Kind of almost a hundred last y- yesterday, just because it was so sticky. But we had enough of a breeze uh, today. We're going to get to pure hell in the form of humidity. But I still would just go back to July of last year. But I guess I guess I'm I'm wrong here. If you, if you're giving me that kind of hint, according to the National Weather Service of Louisville, the last time Louisville saw a hundred degree weather, July twenty fifth, twenty twelve. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I, I I don't believe you. Last time Bowling Green saw 100 degrees, August 1st, 2012. Last time Lexington saw 100 degrees, September 10th, 2019. So more recent in Lexington. Yeah, that I, I find that hard to believe as well, but that's what the National Weather Service says, and they've never told a lie. Uh, never? Never. You, hey, you tell me. You, you tell me. It's going to get toasty, folks, and it's going to be like that pretty much all work week, and then I think maybe Saturday it's supposed to cool off a little bit potentially. But it's going to be a hot one. Hot, some, Kentucky summer, it's here. It's ready to rock and roll. Intern Jacob, how are, I don't know who I have, whether I have you or Justin. You both, of course, could get on the chat, very similarly how we have Big Blue Drew on from time to time. Why that doesn't happen, I don't know. I have no idea. So I'm not sure who I have on the other side, but hello. We are both sitting right here. You got us both. All right, put Justin on. 
I'm here. Hey, so I was actually actually brought my setup for to hop on with you all via computer the way the same way you all do it to inside baseball. But anyways, I ended up forgetting a freaking cord at home, so that's why it didn't happen today. Not a not a great excuse, <laughs> but I opened my computer bag and I did not have my cord to my mic. So hand up on that one. Oh, what's man. what's intern Jacob's excuse? Ooh. For what? Does he have one? You both, if we're going to... Goodness gracious. If we're going to do remotes, you both need to have separate laptops. And you both need to be connecting to our Google Chat separately. Oh. That's a rule moving forward. I didn't get told Ooh. that. Okay. You're you're probably right. You didn't. But bring start bringing your laptop. I can do that. Deal? All right, good deal. There's no re- Roush, there's just no reason we couldn't have both connect similar to how we've had Big Blue Drew or Adam Luckett on the exact same way. Yeah, uh, that's it's too much brain power. Although it is totally on us for saying we were going to address this Friday and then just completely getting straight to breakfast because we were hungry. Yeah, well, well, breakfast was amazing. We really should talk about that. That's where this conversation should head. We all got to hang out Friday. We had a nice time. Uh, but yes, we did forget. But it really is as simple as just having a Google Hangout account or a Gmail account and boom, you're in. It's really, you know, it's not the setup shouldn't. The only thing I wanted to figure out is why the heck there was a delay. But even a delay, having both them having a microphone chance to talk better than than the alternative. Anywho, yeah, we went to what was it called? Adrian Bakery. Roush got a Adrian French Co, toast. Yeah. I'm not a huge, like, I'm, mm-hmm. I, I do like a good French toast, but it had peanut butter in it. It's usually not my cup of tea, but it looked absolutely delicious. It was like French toast, peanut butter, bacon. Uh, it looked pretty darn good. So, yeah, it was a nice little breakfast. Good KRC bonding time Friday. We missed intern Jacob, though. Did we miss intern Jacob, though? Did you? Yeah. Uh, yeah, of uh, course. Of, of course. And then we said we said goodbye to our pal Douglas. Uh, very, it was crazy seeing you know him as a as a child as a teenager. He was a good looking dude. Getting to meet some of his family and and, and that was a, a a nice ceremony on on Friday and and made for uh, putting things in perspective for a good weekend. So. Uh, that was that was that was enjoyable. Oh, we got Roush back on. Roush, you went away there for a little bit. No, no, internet's just not one to cooperate. It's it's really hot outside, so I, that that's why the internet doesn't work. Well, you know, if I'm gonna get on Justin and intern Jake, I'll get on you. Maybe if you connected before 20 seconds before the show started, we also could figure that out. <laughs> oh, I gotta get. I was know, on I'm, early. I'm not in a bad mood or anything today. I'm in a great mood. You'd think to me coming after both of you or all three, really. Intern Jacob's not excused either, I would think. But we got to get, you know, rocking and rolling for radio, right? Right. 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 We got to. We, we got to. We got to make some moves. Uh, I had a feeling it was gonna be bad because I, I went to download some, some photos from our Dropbox before we got on the show, and it said 30 minutes instead of 30 seconds. It's like, ooh, yeah. ooh, where? We're worried about our internet today, but you know it's taken a little while for it to wake up on a Monday. It happens. Uh, it was a it was a long weekend. I hope you all had a nice one. Uh, I had uh, plenty of fun dad activities with uh, my son and family time. Uh, Brooks Brooks family came in town. Uh, our nephew turned two, so we did the zoo and everything. Uh, it just got off to a rocky start because on their way down from Ohio, 
I-71 got shut down, and they were stuck in a car for six hours. Six hours. And Whoa. just not moving on I-71. Uh, they were supposed to get in around 8, 9 o'clock and got in at 2.30 in the morning. Just absolutely miserable. I can't I, – I, I, imagining myself in their shoes, it just it pains me. Pains me. Absolutely pains me. But they made it, and uh, we still had a nice time. Has anybody else ever been in an experience like that where you have a relatively short car trip or at least a car trip that you know, hey, we've got three hours, four hours, two hours left, and then it's just turned into something significantly longer? Um. Okay, I guess not. I guess don't no. think so. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so to say. Man. Horrible. Coming back from the 2014 Sweet 16 game, I bet there's some listeners out there that know that remember this. There was something, there was construction on I-65, and then there was an accident like right before the construction, and they basically said, like, interstate shut down, you all have got to get off at this exit, do a detour and whatnot. And this was not after the Sweet 16. I guess this would be after the Elite Eight game against Michigan. It was a Sunday. And, you know, Indy to Louisville, most folks in Louisville have made that drive dozens and dozens of times. It's a straight shot. There's really nothing tricky about it. After that Elite Eight game, I think it took us five and a half, six hours to get back from Indy, which was just like god-awful. It was a weekend of drinking roush and partying and celebrating the Cats and oh, being on 65 for that long. I, I wanted nothing more than to just be anywhere else. So I can relate to your – a parent in law's pains. That sounds like it'd be totally and completely brutal. But then uh, Roush is gone again. So uh, having some having a rough start here this morning on Kentucky roll call. The delay <laughs> on the other end seems significantly worse, and Roush is bumping in and out as the show goes on. So not oh. not, not sure what the heck's going on. <laughs> oh man, it's a mess. But hey, we still got some stuff to talk about today, though. Plenty to discuss. You we'll, sound we'll power fun. through it, sports soccer. Yeah. You sound great for what it's worth. You haven't sounded broken up or anything. I've just got to stay on. And um, so I, I've shut down all my windows. There's not going to be like a random Twitter video to pop up. You know how that goes sometimes. You you, you look up something and then just womp, 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 womp. So, yeah, we're, we're powering through. Um, did, you, did you have a nice weekend, Mr. Mr. Sports Soccer? I did. The picket, The picnic circuit continued. Hit up St. Edwards. It was enjoyable. I think the food at Ascension was better. The game setup at Edwards was better. But guess how much St. Edwards' capital prize was? Again, I think by my tone, your my your hint is in my tone. Wow. Uh, I would think bare minimum is typically 10K. So I'm going to say they went in half and only did 5000 No, no. How much it costs to get an entry? Sorry. I should have been specific. Okay. Um ten dollars? A hundred dollars. <laughs> Who are they gonna get to play that? Well, they got one sucker in me. I didn't win, but I'm 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 winning a capital prize this summer. I don't I am I'm, I'm doing it. So I had to get in on it. A, a buddy went fifty fifty with me on it. We did not win, and it was 50, they were like, it's 50-50, though. So, you know, the more people that join, the better that it, the prize is, blah, blah, blah. But then you read the front print, and it was really 30-70, which I don't know why they just wouldn't have said that for what it was worth. But, yeah, pretty pretty wild. $100 tickets. I thought that was a terrible yeah. business model. I think you'd, you'd make more money selling, 
you know, $10 tickets, like you said. That seems to generally be the norm. Especially uh, on site, you know, uh, the sales, that's a big fundraising thing they do, but it's high school. It's a, it's people, you know, who are like your, your, your donor base, you can get a hundred dollars out of them. And I usually go 50, 50 on one of those raffles, but capital prize, you want people. So yeah, you want as many people playing as possible to donate. That's, that's crazy. So, TJ, at my church, they give away a vehicle for the church picnic. Everybody buys $100 tickets. Is that similar to what's going on here? It's just money, not a not a vehicle? Yeah, each, each picnic's a little different, Justin. Uh-huh. Back in the heyday, when these great schools were rocking and rolling back in the mid-2000s, uh, Rayfield would be, you could choose of like one of three brand new cars, or you could take like twenty-five dollars or $50,000 cash. I don't remember which one it was. Now, of course, the cash, you weren't getting whatever it said. You're getting like half of it, 60% of it, or whatever, maybe 40% of it, whatever the breakdown was. After taxes, the car, you did get to just keep, but like 95% of people would take the cash. I think maybe only one person ever took the car. So so most picnics don't do the cars anymore. Some do. It's different everywhere. But yeah, usually it'll either be like a car option or a cash option. Now you just see mostly cash at most places. But a $100 ticket, I hadn't seen anything like that. And Roush, I do know that $100 charity tickets, you'll see them from time to time. But for a lot of those places, it'll be like, we're only selling 100 at a $100 yeah. price. Mm-hmm. So you got a, you know, you got a better chance than if we sell thousands of them. Right. Uh, but obviously, for this church picnic, they would want to sell as many as possible because if you're splitting whatever the piece of the pie is, you need more heads in. I thought that was crazy. So uh, while I gave Ascension, I think a B, plus, I'm going to put Edwards at a C. Plus. It was a good time. I enjoyed seeing a lot of great folks. The weather was pretty nice, all things considered. Uh, the rain held off, but yeah, the hundred dollar capital prize that that was a that was a bit much. So I'm gonna give it a C plus, Roush. Mm, gotcha, gotcha. That uh, unusual, but it still was uh, a nice a nice night, I'm sure, because you were able to get out before it got too sticky, too miserable. We did have a nice final week of weather. I had some uh, new neighbors move in. Got to hang out with them some Saturday night. It was pleasant. Just, they were having kind of a move-in party. Um, and first, first-time first homebuyers, uh, guys at 40, his kids are almost out of the house, but he's finally got not, – not paying rent anymore, was very excited. So that was that was fun. Turns out one of his kids plays at Tennessee State. So I'm going to have to watch uh, uh, the Wildcats play some this year. I believe that's their nickname, Wildcats. The Bengals, one of the two. They're cats, I know that. I think they're Tigers. Tigers, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right. Good call. I knew it was a cat. And that worked out really well, because speaking of Tigers, the St. Xavier Baseball Tigers, your state champions, they close it out. They have a tough game against, who was it, the Kraken, one of the Western Kentucky teams. I I believe that's correct. On Friday, and then they played Russell County in, uh, well, it was a a beatdown in the state championship on Saturday. But, yeah, I think McCracken was number one in the state. St. X was number three. So that semifinals kind of had a state championship feel to it. St. X narrowly won. Pretty crazy. I think St. X has nine state champions. Me and my buddy were talking about it. I was like, I swear I thought they won one when we were in school. And he was like, no, they didn't. They came close a couple of years, but they didn't win until 2014. And since 2014, St. X has won 
four state baseball championships. They have nine in program history. So kind of crazy. They didn't in the 2014 one. The last time they had won before then was in the 80s. So uh, they have mm. really turned up the heat. And Roush, I'm I wanted to. You would probably be better at this than than I. But I was thinking about maybe tweeting it out or something. But we can workshop the correct answer. Louisville high school teams just totally dominated KHSAA this year, which they normally do. But I, this year, it almost seems like it was virtually every sport. I know male came up a little short in high school basketball, mm-hmm. but Ballard softball team completes an yeah. undefeated season with only one <laughs> senior crazy. on the roster. They go 39 and 0. And this is what, like two years after male just nearly went undefeated or did go undefeated and have like one of the best teams in the nation uh and yeah, that, that male team was uh i think they got a national championship out of it they won three or four in a row uh but yeah pretty crazy shout out to to the ballard girls for for taking home that state title that was remarkable uh i'm trying to think if there are any football teams in lower classes that won besides uh say next and six a yeah i was wondering i was wondering if like cal or any of those schools won uh, yeah um, uh, there's so, so many freaking I, classes. It, it's hard to keep track of all the winners. But uh, great year all around, though, for for Louisville High School athletics. The rest of the state needs to step their stuff up. Recruiting, recruiting, cry more. That's what I tell you. Give me your tears. Cry more. Text in more to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Uh, the Plumley bro must have been on one this weekend. He sent in about like eight to ten texts, which I've got, hey, nothing wrong with. But they were a little out there, so we've got some fun texts to look forward to on the Thornton's text line. You've got some fun treats and snacks to look forward to inside a Thornton's store. They've got the best breakfast in the city, donuts, fresh fruit, breakfast sandwiches, and also the great coffee. I'm not a coffee drinker myself, but I've been told Thornton's it's top notch, better than all the fancy schmancy coffee places around town. They're going to cost you 9,000% more than what a nice Thornton's cup of Joe is going to cost you. And then of course, download the app, become a refresher and rewards member. It's totally free. You'll scan it. You'll get free stuff. It's a, it's a good way to get a, a little free treat here and there. And every time you go to the pump, you're going to save a little bit of money, which again, We've all seen these gas prices. Uh, we could use we could use saving some money at the pump. So we love Thornton's. We love the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We look forward to reading them as the show goes on. Yes, we certainly do. Um, I, I don't know where you would like to start, TJ, because I feel like this was a weekend, a sports weekend that produced a lot of little things here and there, kind of sprinkled throughout between uh, the college base. Regionals, NBA Finals, uh, Kentucky football recruiting updates. It was just a kind of, you know, maybe not one. Curious, you like to to start the show today? Ah, breaking up there a little bit, Roush. Unfortunately, uh, we can start the show wherever we can do. We could. I think a good place to start maybe is. I, I really actually kind of wanted to start with Tennessee baseball choking. I know we're going to get into Louisville and we're going to have some fun with that. But shout out to Notre Dame. Way to go. Tennessee fans are just so desperate for a national championship of any sort. And which college athletic program doesn't want national championships? Obviously, we all I, I caught myself watching men's tennis, college men's tennis for the first time, maybe ever because UK was 
playing in a deep tournament run. So uh, as fans, we can all do this where we get overly passionate about things maybe we don't care as much about, but we care about our colleges and we want them to do well. Tennessee is so desperate. I wonder what their last national championship in anything is. Maybe there's some obscure sport that I don't know about that they won. Maybe you have to go back to their women's basketball domination under Pat Summit many, many, many years ago now at this point. But they're hungry for a title in anything. Football, they're so desperate to try to get back to national relevancy, but they're really nowhere close, and they know that. Basketball has been a pleasant surprise for them, but even their best teams haven't really even sniffed a Final Four at the end of the day, uh, which is hilarious because I think as a program, Tennessee has never been to a Final Four, which is super embarrassing. And here they have a baseball team that many are considering one of the best ones in the history of college baseball, they their their Vegas odds were so ridiculous. You were a fool to even throw a dime on them because it was terrible odds for uh, for the round of what for college baseball. What the round of sixteen, basically, 16, I guess yeah. the Sweet Sixteen. I think they were plus two hundred, like basically two to one odds to win the national championship at that point. I think some I had heard that it was even money, although I never actually saw that. Notre Dame gets them in game one. That's college baseball. Luckily, it's not a one-game winner-take-all situation. They lose. They come back. They dominate game two. Roush, I would have guaranteed that, all right, Tennessee, they won game two. They're at home. They'll comfortably win game three. Nothing to worry about here. Not so fast. Shout out to Notre Dame. Suck at Tennessee. As if I would even think I'd ever care about Tennessee baseball, Roush, it felt good to see those dorks once again throwing trash on the field. If there is a sporting event and Tennessee fans are upset, junk's going on the field. It happened at the baseball stadium this weekend as well. They go home, suck at balls. You didn't even make it to Omaha, you dorks. The best part about it is Notre Dame's a great team, but Tennessee looked nowhere near the number one team in the country those games. Just made my made my night. Yeah, they really didn't. Um, I didn't get to watch all of them, but that, that I really did think, though, when they won that game, too, that they had kind of figured stuff out, maybe if there was any nerves or whatever it may be. But uh, congrats to Notre Dame. Just, you, it, it would take a pretty good team to be able to, to go down to Knoxville, get those wins. They were able to do it. Now turning the page to our friends down the road. Dan McDonald, he just can't win the big one. I wouldn't even consider this one the big one. But actually, maybe a genius move. You don't have to worry about not being able to win the big one if you don't even make it to the big one. You might be onto something there. Not a bad, not a bad, not a bad business model there. Not a bad strategy. But we'll take our first break here. We'll come back. U of L gets swept by SEC's Texas AM down in College Station. Keep the text coming into the show, 502-414-1450. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big Exports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Brown, Intern Jacob, and Justin Kalen on your Monday morning. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Is that goal regulation size or what? Gee. 
Justin, you all are on mute. I guess it's getting back on air, Joe. <laughs> yes, you're on. This is unbelievable. Yeah, We're all trails. <laughs> what what is going on with all of you all? It's Monday. Oh man. What are you like? Ooh. What are you doing? You're on freaking mute, Justin. You know, we can't hear you when you're on mute. So this is wild. I, I apologize. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't realize we were on mute still. I knew that was going to happen, too. I was like, well, you know, I haven't heard anything. They've been on mute this whole time. They I was wondering why you all didn't respond to me in the we break. Didn't, we didn't hear yep. the outro music on mute. So I texted over to the chat, hey, we're on mute, because I didn't want to say anything, because I know within 15 seconds it'll pick it up on the air. But at, at some point I had to get your attention. So We will uh, <laughs> we will address it and make sure it's good to go for the rest of the show. On. Holy smokes. This <laughs> wild start to today's show. Rouse, yeah, you were gone yeah. when we I, I started talking U of L baseball, but I, I've I've lost my enthusiasm to troll. They they they're they're gone. They're, I said it was a bold strategy. Man. Can't worry about losing the big one if you don't make it to the big one. Well, the, the, they choked, uh, and it was one of those situations too where they had each game. I wouldn't say in hand. It was exciting because those ga- both of those games came down to the wire, and I wasn't, you know, watching it uh, with all of my fervor and attention both nights. But I, I paid a good amount of attention to each game, and to blow the second one too. Who I mean, they, they both were just equally as bad. It was hilarious. It's almost as funny as watching Tennessee, who just, man, you would have thought they were God's gift to baseball the way they the way they acted. And you know what? I'm not one of those who is like. You've got to respect the game, blah, 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 blah. but Tennessee, give them a minute. They take a mile. They took a mile, and then they got taken behind the wood woodshed and got their ass kicked. Oh, loved every single second of it. Um, I, I'm not one of those TJ where I don't, you know, I, I follow along college baseball for maybe a month a year if I'm lucky, and I, 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 I saw a funny tweet. I shared it with our pal Derek Terry, who's a big college baseball fan, and he hates Tennessee as much as anybody. And once he got we got our jokes in, he was like, "Yeah, I mean Tennessee's going to still be good, but this is one of the best college baseball teams ever in theory." And they couldn't even get to the College World Series. Like, how embarrassing! Yeah, it's great. Supposed to be the maybe uh, Trevor and Mike were right. Maybe a double elimination tournament is harder than a single elimination tournament. No, it's they're, it's they're not. It's not. Uh, they were not right. And they lost two out of three. What? How do you do that? Still, still, still a bad take. But yeah, great seeing Tennessee go down. The only person here that uh, was a pretty solid baseball player, intern Jacob. What? I don't know if you got to watch the U of L Texas A and M game. I was at uh, my niece's first birthday party, and it was a real hoot. So we had it on there. Bringing in a new pitcher on a three-two count in what was at the bottom of the eighth or whenever you know a very 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 heated situation had i don't know if i've i think i've only seen that one or two other times with a full count bringing in a different pitcher 
maybe only once. That's a wild move. What did you did you see that? Did, were you watching live? Is this news to you? Yeah, yeah I, this this part is news to me. Go on, intern Jacob. I caught it, but uh, I just want to say that there's definitely been better displays of pitching coaching there. Um, you never want to be brought in on a three-two count, especially in the bottom of the eighth. And what is a winner-go-home situation? Yeah, I can't remember if it was a tie game or Louisville was down one. I'm pretty sure they had a runner on and guys up to the plate. And everybody was applauding Texas A&M. What a gutsy move to do that, to bring in a new pitcher on a 3-2 count. I thought it was an idiotic move. The pitcher throws it in the dirt. The Louisville batter just goes chasing it and strikes out, boom, innings over, clutch situation. It pays off for A&M. But in reality, it shouldn't have paid off. It was a terrible pitch. Should have been ball four. Would have been a walk for L. The inning would have continued. And at that point, maybe a base hit gives U of L the, the the lead. So I thought it was a terrible decision. I hate that it worked out for Texas A&M. Texas A&M, U of L fans have found out, very cultish, very weird fan base. Uh, but it did make for some good atmospheres down there this weekend. College baseball is awesome. And while we troll troll our rivals, Louisville and Tennessee, for disappointing weekends, um, at least they're they're at the party. And it's super embarrassing, the state of UK's baseball program. It's super embarrassing that UK has not made any changes. You're even seeing other baseball programs that had maybe somewhat disappointing years. Florida State fired their coach. Uh, the the coach in waiting, the son of their legendary coach, they made the tournament this year. They didn't do much, but for their standards, it was unacceptable. And they're moving in a different direction. You're seeing good transfers go to good schools, and you're already getting some some ripple effects from that. I don't know if UK baseball has had any momentum in terms of that. They're going to need a ton of transfers, by the way. It's still early in the game. There's still a lot of baseball being played, so you can be patient there. But it also wouldn't hurt if you're going to keep this dude around to maybe bring in somebody to get us excited about some just anything, any good, any good news, any good momentum. Uh, doing the charity work is always great to see, but that's nice. You can be a good team and still do the charity work as well. So uh, while we joke, we do we're self aware enough to know that our baseball program stinks, and I would much rather be in Tennessee's shoes or Louisville shoes, uh, just not wear that goofy orange or yeah, a bird with teeth on. The the other uh, funny thing Louisville did too during that that second game Saturday TJ uh, bunning with the bases loaded and two outs that was a that was a bold strategy as as one might put it uh, it did not work out for them they just they got the out at home uh, and what was is when they asked old Dan McDonald after the game he he did uh, oh uh, I, I'm not going to I'm not going to put it on the kids, but we give the kids some freedom. You you let your kid have the choice whether to bunt or not on bases loaded? That feels like something that the manager should have some control over. I, I feel like that's not a card that a kid should be able just to play at the plate in an elimination game. Felt a little yeah, rad. Yeah, I didn't hear that. That's pretty wild. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah, is. Like, also, really kind of trusting your guys. Yeah. I mean, I get it. Maybe if it's the the the, the fat it's one of your best players or your team, your best bunners, your best stealers. Like if you've got an awesome leadoff guy, you kind of can give him some freedom when it comes to running the bases, maybe laying a bunt down. But bases loaded. No, you swing away. Go drive some runs in. That crazy. Absolutely insanity. Tie ball game too when that happened. 
well, college baseball is still pretty sweet and would love for mm-hmm. like right now, you know, as you wait, as we're waiting for college football, Roush, or I guess more, we're waiting for the basketball summer trip, I suppose, but we're, we're in a sports lull. There's no denying that. And we're, we got June and we got July and then things will kind of start picking back up in August. Uh, I would take college baseball. I would, I would love a deep college baseball run. I'd get into it. The first time UK goes to Omaha, who knows when that'll be? I'll be there because why wouldn't you? It'd be an awesome college experience. But it um, seems like it's a long way away, and I would like some some good news in that in that camp. But uh, college World Series next weekend, I think, is when it gets all started up. So that'll that'll be fun. Plenty of SEC teams there: A and M, Ole Miss, not Tennessee. I'm sure there's some others. I'm sure there's some others. All right, we're going to head on over to the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. The first texter says, TJ, when your wife goes to White Castle, isn't, it isn't the only time she doesn't care what she puts in her body. Good one. We'll allow it. She I, it must have been all the White Castle talk on Friday, but she had a hankering for some White Castle, so... After one of our parties, I went and got it for her. Probably a 45-minute wait at White Castle. I feel like that happens a lot, though. Totally like, and completely outland. The drive-thru at White Castle yeah, but this is wasn't not like, run well. Well, that's you can that's, that's safe to say. Uh, but, you know, you get that at like 1 a.m., um, you can understand it, because generally they only have like one or two people working there. But this was at like 10 p.m. Or like 9.30 p.m. Like this was not super late by any stretch of the imagination. And of course, if I'd known it was going to take that long, there's no chance in hell I'd, I would have waited. But you don't think it's going to be that long. It wasn't like the, the line was totally wrapped around the building or anything like that. And then you eventually get where you're kind of blocked in by the concrete barriers. And then you're just stuck. You get Unless like you want to try to off-road it or something along those lines. So that was not ideal. And the food was just okay. Just okay. That's that's upsetting. I feel like if you're going to wait that long, though, there, it's really hard to to not be let down. I think I've had one experience similarly at a Taco Bell where I wanted to be so mad, and then I got whatever new menu item that I was there to try, and I was like, "Damn it, this is pretty good." I can't. I got as mad as I am right now. No, it was it was Whataburger. It was it was a Whataburger that we had on vacation down in Florida. It took forever. I never had one. And I was ticked off. And then once I got it, I was like, oh, oh. I mean, it, nothing's worth that way, but it was it was pretty good. It was it was that sort of situation. I, I guess just the producers aren't going to talk at all today. I just talked. It's not. Well, it was it? You got two. You got if you got two yeah, producers. You got Jacob, you're off the mic. Justin, get back on the mic. You're done. You're done on the mic. Kicking Jacob off. Suspended. You're not on the mic. Like, I know there's already a delay. It's bad enough. You all should be jumping at the bit to be talking on the other side. I'm at my wits' end with this radio show today. <laughs> Justin, you're you're on the you're on the board. I got you. I'm oh, you said I'm on the floor. I thought you said I'm on the board. Okay. Um, so I have to know, TJ. No, no you're on the no, you're on the board. You're on the board. On the board. Okay. All right, but I have to know from your White Castle experience, did you have a White Castle? 
No, I mean, of course not. I didn't have a burger. I got chicken rings, like a normal person. Oh, and they forgot fries, which was, like, hilarious after waiting that long. And also, like, double assuring that everything was in the bag. And I was like, all right, do I need to look? And uh, I didn't anyways. I should have. But just fries. Who cares anyways? But, uh, yeah, so they even messed up the order on top of it. So, way to go. It's what you get with uh, fast The food. last time I got White Castle, we... Yeah, we we had to we ran inside while people were waiting in the drive through line and it actually worked. There was like twenty people outside and just went in, got out. They were still waiting in line, so maybe maybe that was the strategy next time. Well, next I, well, I actually called and I was like, "Hey, is your old dining room open?" And because I wasn't gonna like park, I wasn't gonna get out of line, park, walk up there. The embarrassing shame of a locked door, you know, that's the worst thing, especially when people are watching you. And uh, so I called and they were like, "No, we're we're." we're kind of waiting on some people that are supposed to take over a shift to show up and once they get oh. here we're going to open it up but we just don't have enough people to have it open right now and then like mm. 20 minutes later i called and i did like a country accent so they didn't think it was me again <laughs> and i was like hey you're also a dining room open by chance and they were like no they just said the exact same thing and i was like oh my gosh well no dining room for old tj i suppose oh, man so i tried that roush it did cross my mind but um did you win any money on the bellbop? Uh, I did, uh, not a lot of money, um, because I kept I kept trying to hit tries and um, exactas and stuff like that. So the horse that ran in the race before that one, Trafubin or something like that, was a seventeen to one horse, and I had that one, but I could not. I, I did a four horse exacta. I was getting wild just trying to to, to win a bet. Um, normally, don't go that big. If I'm going to do four horses in a box, I'm at least going to play a try. Uh, couldn't get another one up. Uh, and then in the, the Belmont, I had the one, two, and four horse. Uh, did at least have a little bit of win money on Mo Donegal that came in first. Um, kind of, I wouldn't say as expected, but, you know, we, we felt that feeling. And I, I'm sure Justin was excited that his horse finally hit the wire, got the big win. Justin, you were right about Mo Donegal. You were just five weeks late. Yeah, a couple races off. I five weeks early, I should say. I threw seven yeah. across the board on Mo Donegal, so I was pretty happy on, on Saturday night. Turned 21 into 50. That was, that was good. Nice. That's, what, that's, what I was, that's a weird number to settle on for the $7 across the board. That's all back. I had but in my account. I was wondering if you had put any money on Okay, yeah, well, that makes sense. Oh, good, good play on your part. Yeah, um, that makes total sense. I've been there before. Yeah, I was wondering if you if you had followed your your horse. I did not. I, I can't remember the last time I've actually won any money of substance on a horse race in a while. Um, I think Oaks Day, I won the first race and won a little bit of money, but then or like the second race. But besides that, it's been I didn't win. I didn't win anything. I'm it uh, totally nice. I I do like Justin picking the random numbers though. Uh, I, I just did their, the money back special bet where if you bet 10 and it comes in second or third, you get your money back. But I'm, I'm very superstitious when it, if I show up to the track and I, I'll put like three and three on a horse randomly. And if that bet hits, then I'm sticking with that price, that number. But if I'm not, uh, it's, I'll go to four and four. I might go four across the board. I might go three across the board. Just if, if, if I'm not, if I'm not picking the right horse, I'll change the dollar amount and the type of bet until I find one that gets a little hot for me. Interesting strategy. It's not a bad strategy. It's not a bad yeah. strategy. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's intriguing. Uh, it's intriguing to me. Yeah, so, how? gosh, every year I say this about the Belmont, but I guess it's just I only it only comes but once a year. Hilarious how long that race is yes. and how the horses all just look completely and totally gassed. <laughs> it's also hilarious 
whenever they enter the far turn and you're like, okay, here it comes. And then they oh, just yeah. keep running and running and running. That turn is enormous. It is so big. Yeah. <laughs> Not much can make like me feel sorry for a racehorse just because they look like they're in so much control and they're always so powerful and majestic and pretty and all those cliche words. Uh, but they, I, I was, they, they all look so tired. And I was thinking to myself, like, hey, if you're a rich strike, you're right there. Like you're in a good spot. If you've got those turbo jets, go ahead and hit them again. It, mm -hmm. He had nothing, had nothing left in the yeah, game. and that. That race too, he needed a fast pace, and that 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 didn't. There wasn't any horses in this race to do that. Maybe Barbara Road, but that horse kind of hung back as well. Uh, he he needed a, a white rabbit for for the pack to chase and for him to be able to kind of sneak in there late, and that just that didn't happen. So I'm I'm curious what Rich Strike's future gonna future will be. I, I haven't seen any quotes from its connections or anything like that, but. I wouldn't think that they would throw him in the breeders' cut. So I, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know what it's going to be. Um, you know, sometimes you'll see a, a New York bred or something like that. They'll want to race in some of the big ones at Saratoga or at Monmouth. So I don't know if they'll try to run it in the Travers or any of the other big stakes this summer. There's just, I, I didn't have a good feeling about the horse going into the race. I threw it in my trifecta just for fun. I, I, I didn't want to be that dork that doubted the derby winner that much so much that I, I lost money on it but now i'm at the point where that it, it would be fun to see this horse go again i just don't know what the the ideal scenario is because it's not it, it, it won an incredible race and it had everything set up to go its way and i i'm just curious how long they're going to try to to extend that kentucky derby ride out because i just i don't know how much horse is there to, to win some of these big races uh especially when it needs the kind of the right race, the right circumstances for, for it to be able to, to close one out. Maybe it's just the spirit of the live golf tournament that had their first event this weekend, um, which is just, I've, we may have to table that and talk about that an hour or two, because I've got some different takes. And by the way, the, the, the golf event, the Canadian Open, I forget what their average RBG. Yeah, the RBC. RBC yeah. yeah. Uh, that was awesome. That was really, really enjoyable. Rory beat JT? Yeah. Rory had like a big lead. He had a three-shot lead most of the round, and he was starting to kind of – and he was playing so well. But then he started to unravel a little bit, and then JT tied it after 16, and then Rory birdied and JT bogeyed. So going into 18, he had a two-shot lead. But – uh, it was exciting up until that hole 17. And they it, it, JT almost hit a hole in one. It was wild. Anyways, I got to talk more about the live, but we'll we'll get to that in hour number two. But I think in a situation where you have a different Derby, Preakness, and Belmont winner, somebody just needs to put up like Ooh. five million dollars and say, "Hey, you three, race." And then I don't know. You can throw in a wild card if you want. Somebody can buy their purchase into it if they need to, or something like that. But have you have a you got to have a you got to settle it somehow. And then you can just take the average distances of the three race, and boom, there's your there's your distance. What what's funny in this too, TJ, is that there, there's definitely a transitive property at stake here. So uh, Mo Donegal won the Wood Memorial over the Preakness winner early voting, and then it lost a Rich Strike in the Derby. Uh, of course, early voting did not beat either of them in the Preakness, and Mo Donegal. Uh, got the best of Rich Strike in the Belmont. So uh, many are saying early voting is a Mickey Mouse Preakness winner. 
Yeah, just get somebody with a uh, get, find some Saudi based horse racing fan. Oh, and they have plenty up, of them. <laughs> put up one hundred and twenty five million dollars for a three horse stakes race and call it the triple crown best the, quadruple the non the non, non, non best triple crown winner quadruple crown uh the one crown the next best crown Boom. Ooh, yeah really rolls off the tongue and nbc can pick it up and be like the next best crown on nbc the nbc i do like when on NBC. i like this the the dulcet tones of mike tarico although it's going to take me not a lot of time to adjust going to be weird um you're going to be weird when we don't have Al Michaels in that booth this fall for Sunday Night Football. Going to be Mike Tirico instead. Just not not going to hit the same. I don't know. I, I don't really commentator. I, I, commentators really never like. I don't. I don't really think about them all that much. I'm just a big nerd about this stuff. Yeah, yeah. You are a big nerd. that. Another text on the Thornton's text line says sour cream doesn't taste like anything. It's just bland. It tastes like onions. Right after making fun of Scoots for him not being able to respond well, at least Scoots was drinking. What's Nick's excuse? Sour cream has a sour taste. Who knew? Uh, I don't think that the chips taste like onion, not like sour cream. That 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 was me being not specific in my verbiage because I'm talking on the radio and not writing uh, prose, if you will. But I actually did have somebody reach out to me on Twitter at they, they they were i'm assuming they're a night shift worker and they were chiming in at 3 a.m on a friday it was either that or bullet east beast um of that variety just had way too much to drink it was first down cats dm me and said dude your take on sour cream on friday's krc is a hundred percent and they followed that 3 a.m message up the next morning anyone over 30 that doesn't like sour cream needs to grow up <laughs> Hey, tell, tell first down to Kentucky to say it to my face. All right, buddy? Sour cream sucks, and sour cream chips suck. And I'm, I'm sorry that people need to hear that. You haven't had good enough friends in your life to tell you. But they suck. Don't put them out at parties. People don't enjoy them. Uh, I, I hate being the one that has to break this news to you all. The thing is, too, I, I hate to get back to the sour cream discussion, but I can totally understand that being a food that people don't like. Totally get it. The, the the not eating the cheddar chips just because sour cream is in the name when they just taste like cheddar chips. That's the one that 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 I guess agitates me more than anything because those those ruffle. I feel like they just taste like cheese chips. I mean, if it says sour cream in it, it's gonna obviously have a taste of sour cream. And I, I think you're. I think it's wild that you so strongly disagree with that. I agree with Ralph yeah, for what I it's just, worth. I do. Uh, be like having like a lemonade that just tastes like water you know that's not how that generally works usually if you're going to have something that has a lemon taste it's going to have a lemon taste to it i, I thought uh, justin i thought your your white castle secret that you shared to us at breakfast was pretty interesting Ooh. Uh, about the onions about the onions oh, yeah sense. i had to tell this to the wife and she like she she got pretty wide-eyed on me so apparently there's conflicting reports about that now. I, I, I told the same thing to my roommate, and I guess he uh -huh. did a little in-depth research. But I was told from a White Castle employee that their onions are not onions. They are actually cabbage soaked in onion juice because it's cheaper. That's what I was told. But, but he, 
but he looked it up and like debunked it. Yeah, he said it wasn't true, but I feel like I was told that from a White Castle employee, so I'm going to believe me over his bogus research. Uh, I believe you too, Scoots, over the internet. The internet will lie to you. It will. Uh, Al Gore's internet is not to be trusted. Confirmed. And I would also say to him, if, if he's like, listen, White Castle's website says it's not true, blah, blah, blah. I'd say that's what they want people to think. Exactly. Which is true. Yeah. They wouldn't want people mm-hmm. to know that their onions aren't real onions and instead are just cabbage soaked in onion juice. It's true. Don't want the Which, people by to the know way, that. I'm totally up for cabbage soaked in onion juice. Cabbage yeah. is totally fine. A great, great in coleslaw. Uh, outstanding. Big fan. Really, it wouldn't, you know, wouldn't really make a, a huge deal one way or another. Uh, hey, shout out to Beezy. It's his birthday today. Hey, okay, happy birthday, Beezy. Woo-hoo. Woo. Woo. Uh, another texture. Breakfast food is overrated. TJ's worst take of all time. I'm irrationally mad about that statement. I need to walk that back. That was inaccurate of me to say. We got to breakfast. And I was kind of talking about it. And I was like, all right, I didn't really mean that. I just like having lunch options at breakfast places. That's a better way to phrase that. And we even got a, a nice huge breakfast on Saturday morning. It was so delicious. I love breakfast food, mostly breakfast meat. Just sometimes I like to have some different options. I don't all, I'm not always in the mood for a waffle or a pancake. Well, and, it, and I think it goes back to, and listeners, we aren't exaggerating when we talked about uh, buying out breakfast versus cooking at home. I think- oh. Yeah, yeah, we, we had a great discussion. It really was, um, but I think part of the the reason, like the breakfast is quote unquote overrated, is breakfast. When I go out to eat, I like to eat things that I can't make at home. Like I'm not going to make chicken wings myself as good as a lot of these restaurants will make them. So uh, when I go out and I have chicken wings offered up, I'm, I'm going to eat those. A lot of breakfast foods that you buy out and pay more money than you should you can make it home pretty easily. So I think that might be at the heart of your take, TJ, um, which breakfast food's not overrated, but maybe spinning an arm and a leg for them is. So that, that was the crux of the, of the debate was should is, are you, is it smarter to save money? Like, like Roush said, anybody can really make a breakfast. Anybody can make scrambled eggs. Anybody can throw bacon on a skillet. Is it smarter to save money on things you can make and instead splurge on bigger dinners, you know, steakhouses, stuff like that? Or breakfast food is so cheap to, to make yourself. Well, no, hold on. Breakfast, yeah, yeah. Restaurant, bre- breakfast restaurants are generally cheap. Right. Where steakhouses are very expensive. So is it actually wiser to go out to dinner or go out to breakfast places, you know, Just have a nice out go, you know, and you'll spend like 50 or $60 or something like that. And instead cook your dinners at home because you could make a nice steak dinner for, you know, you go to Kroger and whatnot, you could spend 20, 30 bucks and have a nice steak dinner with a couple sides and all that. Instead, if you go to a nice steak restaurant, you're spending probably like a hundred bucks, maybe even more depending on where you're going. So it's an interesting debate. I'm not sure. I'm still, I'll, I can be swayed one way or another on this. Yeah. We're, um, we're kind of, at, I wouldn't say on an island, but you know what? It, it's almost like you can't go wrong. Personal preference, especially. No, that's not how this works. But especially when dealing with vacation, you can you can you can do a little bit of both. If you if it's five day, you can you can test those waters. 
a day or two uh, where you're going out for breakfast and then uh, do the opposite for the other days. You know, that's that's what's fun. When you're on vacation, you can live how you want. And that's what Scoots is going to be doing this weekend. Or This is technically, I think, a weekend getaway, though, Scoots. I don't think your, your upcoming uh, golf outing will, will count as a technical vacation under the sports talker's definitions. I would definitely count it as a weekend getaway. I'm only missing one day of KRZ. So, yeah, not a vacation. But it'll be fun nonetheless. Excited for it. Uh, we'll, we'll chalk it up to a weekend getaway. That, okay. sound, that sounds nice. Perfect. I've made up my mind. It, it's if, if you have to prove, if you have to choose between the two, it's better to make your own breakfast because, again, you, anybody can make a pretty good breakfast, even the best breakfast places in the world. You know, if that's an A plus, what we can make at our house, that worse is like a B or a B plus. So it's really not that far off. And two, the ambiance, the atmospheres of a dinner at a nice steak place yeah. significantly better than just grilling out or cooking at your house. So it, it makes more sense to save money on cheap breakfast. You cook yourself and splurge on dinners. We've, we've figured it out, everybody. We've, we've put our flag in the ground. It's, it's a fact. It's, it's been, a fact, it's, Jack. It's been decided. Hour one done. Hour two coming up next. We got more texts into the Thornton sex line. We need to talk about a huge football recruiting weekend for Kentucky and a decent-sized one on the basketball side of things. Don't go anywhere. Our numero dos, KRC, coming up next. Welcome back for Hour 2 of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Radio. 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. Hopefully, as we mentioned, you had a great weekend. We appreciate you starting your week with us. Start your week off right with a lunch at Salsaritas. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthews. Burritos, quesadillas, tacos, nachos, salsa, queso, and the best spout and Powerade in town, Salsaritas. Middletown or St. Matthews, Middletown has a drive through Download the Salsaritas app. You'll save time, you'll save money, and your stomach will thank you because it is yummy. How about that? I was able to find a way to make it all rhyme. Uh, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen, intern Jacob. Had to had to give intern Jacob the boot today, unfortunately, on the microphone. Uh, let him know, Justin, that tomorrow's a new a new day for him. I'll let him know. Yeah, I'll I'll let him know. <laughs> you, you don't you don't let him get discouraged either. Oh, he's not. He is far from discouraged. We're we're all good here back in the oh, in the Big X studios. What's going on? What what are you all up to back there? Oh, you know, just producing the the number one award winning Kentucky roll call. No big deal. The number one UK sports radio show in Indiana. That's right. That's something we don't take lightly. So That's we, right. We, we appreciate all of our listeners. Uh, Roush, big UK football recruiting weekend. You you didn't you didn't go to Lexington, but you've heard all the inside scoop of everything that went down. I was um, I just ears low to the ground. 
paying attention to what's happening, what's going on. And the biggest news, I think, from the weekend, uh, well, there are two significant developments and a couple of four-star prospects. One, Carmelo English, the four-star wideout we talked about last week. Great athlete from not too far from Auburn. He's actually our uh, Alex from Colga. He's right in his neck of the woods um, down in Phoenix City. Uh, this kid is on his official visit and announces a decision date for July 2nd. Not July 4th, July 2nd, mind you. Uh, but I, I'm not one where, you know, sometimes I don't like to get too deep into reading in the tea leaves and getting out the, the Twitter bone saw for a Twitter autopsy. But setting your decision date while on an official visit to Kentucky, the only place you've officially visited, feels like feels like that's going to be good news for the Cats. Am I right? You would think. I don't. It's almost like too good of news, you know. Like why not just commit then, if that's the situation? Well, but, and it, it could very well be the case, and he just wants to have you know some dolled up, highly produced video or something. Which doesn't Alex from Colga owe us one? Seriously. Like, didn't yeah. he miss out on another recruitment? Because if he just would have, like, tried a little harder, UK would have gotten this awesome player. But instead, he didn't even talk to the person. Yeah, he just didn't even didn't even bait him into trying to take a visit. It was exactly. really sad. Yeah. Alex, this is your redemption chance, buddy. Which I'm pretty sure um, – I'm not, I'm not well-versed in the geography. I think that his school is technically Columbus, Georgia. This school is technically Phoenix City, Alabama. But they're right across the border. They're rivals. They're the two biggest talent production. Alex, just go across state lines, all right? You need to invade the state of Alabama and make sure that he does not go to Auburn. Yep. That's all we're saying. It's, yeah. it's, not a, it's not a big ask, right? Everybody in this fan base has to do their part. Roush and I get up at the butt crack of Justin Kalen every morning. We do two hours of sports radio. You help solidify some recruits in your area. Everybody's got a role in this thing. Uh, but th it certainly seems like things uh, have been trending in the right direction. And th the optimism from Auburn's side, too, it it's mostly just because they're like, well, he's visited a ton of times. He this kid isn't a big talker, so it's not like there's stuff coming from him. I think um, when one of the new on three guys had an RPM for him, it was like, well, there's people around him that think that he's going to be an Auburn guy. And it's like, well, that's because they're going to Auburn, too. And they just assume that he's going with him. So... Um, I, I, I will, I will feel, I think much better after I have some more conversations today, but all in all, that looks like things are trending in the right direction. Another kid who is Kentucky's, it's the highest ranked kid from Ohio that they're still recruiting Arvell Reese. He's an outside linebacker from just outside of Cleveland. And there's just been this long assumption that he's going to Ohio state. And this weekend proved that that's not the case. Uh, not only did he just show up for an unofficial visit, there was a lot of kids who came in for unofficial visits. He stayed and camped with Kentucky, which that, uh, I, I know that doesn't, uh, like okay, so he just worked out with the coaches. That's a, that's a step that not every kid will take, especially one that's as talented as he is and the position that he's in. Uh, so I, I think that, that that says a lot to me about how interested he is in Kentucky, uh, how close they are there. Vince Merrill is the lead recruiter, but he's, uh, you know, a top 150 edge that uh, got to work out with Brad White uh, for uh, throughout the entire camp Sunday. He was the best player on campus. Th that's one to uh, that's one to 
It's good news. It's good news uh, in, in my mind right now, Mr. Sports Talker. Well, that's good to hear. And I know sometimes after these visits, the, the real juicy news is until people can talk to these kids and get some reactions. And once they get home and talk about things. So it may be a day, two days, three days before we really get a, a feel for how everything went down this weekend at UK. But uh, a huge recruiting weekend. Mm-hmm. Initial reports seem solid. I, I don't think we'd probably really hear much of anything else besides that. The old classic, the visit went good situation. Right. I want to know a little bit more about this. Is it a JUCO running back that UK is thinking about getting or a D2 running back that they're thinking yeah. about? What, what's the situation this, here? Because it, it doesn't make me feel warm and fuzzy about Chris Rodriguez, although I am intrigued by this this new name. So um, I, I believe, yeah, Ramon Jefferson is his name. He played the last two seasons. Yeah, I, 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 can you hear me? You can't hear me? I think you can hear me. Gotcha. No? Well, I hear you. My microphone thing's moving. You, like we you we hear you so loud and clear. Going like you can't you can. Okay. Uh, Ram- no, I can. Uh, I just don't know why that- you asked if I. Yeah, Ramon Jefferson is the guy's name. I, I, I'm, I'm not going anywhere. Ramon Jefferson is his name. He's been at Sam Houston State the last two years. What's funny is he actually started his career when he was a true freshman at Maine. Uh, Liam Cohen was the offensive coordinator there. Uh, as a redshirt freshman, he broke 1,000 yards. He was a second-team All-American last year at the FCS ranks for Sam Houston State. Had 1,100 yards, something like that. Really explosive, slippery back. Uh, and, TJ, I, I'm with you. To uh, uh, to a degree, I I feel like this is the the Chris Rodriguez barometer. So we didn't find out about this until a week after he visited, and Jefferson uh, w- told twenty four sevens Chris Hummer about the visit. Said he's also looking at Tennessee, Eastern Michigan, and a couple other places. After having the conversations with Kentucky, they didn't go out and say it, but the gist I get is. They aren't they they weren't trying to get him to commit last weekend. They're playing the waiting game with this guy kind of deal. So, and I think it's because they're playing the waiting game with Chris Rodriguez. So, to to your point, TJ, I do think this is the ultimate. All right, if we need some running back insurance for a year, he's our guy. We we this kid is about as good as you can get at this point in the cycle. Uh, but do we need it or not? And I I think that's what they're waiting on. Um, I don't know when the, they, they've marked that time and to draw that line in the sand is to say, all right, let's let's jump at this opportunity and get this kid. Uh, but I would think that, once again, it would be around that kind of July 4th-ish deadline just so you could get him on campus in time to get antiquated with the or get acquainted with the system and everything. But that so to your point, TJ, yes, it, it probably is it is Chris Rodriguez insurance. But they aren't sure if they need to purchase that insurance plan yet or not. Interesting. Very interesting. And I guess it's good news that they're able to at least hold him off from going elsewhere, committing elsewhere, and at least entertaining the idea of, hey, can you wait and see till we get a better idea with the situation? And it's probably in his best interest to wait and see because if Rodriguez is going to be suspended the entire year, his time at UK finished, or if it's going to be like a six or eight game suspension, Hey, we 10 win team returning a lot of pieces, uh, have some options at running back, but certainly plenty of playing time to go around. If you're interested in that, it'd be a good situation from somebody who 
would they have dreamt playing SEC football two years ago? Maybe not. Uh, so it'd be a pretty good situation to fall into. So maybe in his best interest to be patient and wait and see what happens in this situation. There's a little part of me, though, that just says, bring him on board regardless of what happens with Rodriguez. And you know what? If Rodriguez only ends up with a four-game suspension, or let's say it even ends up just being two, well, the dust will settle where it may. One, you don't need Chris Rodriguez taking a ton of hits. UK did a pretty good job last year of spreading the love around to a certain degree. You could continue to do that. And it's a new offense, a relatively new. So there's some new aspects to it. Uh, I think versatile running backs are going to be pretty helpful in it from everything that I've read or heard about this new offense. So uh, different options. This, the way it's been described is he's kind of like a hybrid of a Chris Rodriguez and a Jaton McLean where he's quicker than Rodriguez, but has a little bit more muscle than, than Jaton. So I'm all, I, I wish they just do it regardless of what goes on with Rodriguez, get him on board, not worry about it. But that may, that's probably an easier sell to me just talking to radio than it is to him to get him to commit to the cats. Yeah. And it, it also feels like kind of Kavasi smoke insurance to a degree um, where, where they're, they're similar players. It's this guy's just, Logged more minutes, and I, I feel like Smoke would have put up comparable numbers uh, playing at the FCS level. They they do a lot of similar things as far as just creating chunk plays, and uh, you know that that certainly you, you can always use some some big play guys on your team. So a situation we're certainly going to have to monitor, uh, TJ, because um, it, it is going to tell you a lot what they think about uh, the future of the, of that position. What What's also intriguing, though, TJ, is they, they, in theory, they could take this kid. I mean, from a scholarship number standpoint, it's not like they're in a pinch and they can only get one guy. I mean, they 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 can get more than that uh, for this upcoming roster. So, um, you know, they've already gotten one D two kid, the the cornerback, to come in uh, for a while. He's going to be here uh, for the foreseeable future. Uh, Jordan Robinson from Livingstone College would be. Uh, to, to get a D2 and then an FCS uh, in the transfer cycle, it, Kentucky would be going off board to fill holes, but uh, still doing whatever it takes to to make sure you've got a, a solid roster. Well, that's what they should be doing. It's a big season on the horizon. You need to do everything in your can, you can, and I get some of this stuff with Chris Rodriguez is out of their hands. So do control what you can control and make sure that roster is going to be as thorough, versatile, and most importantly, deep because uh, that's important during an SEC football season. One uh, thing that – or sorry, you, you, I, I, I've, got a, I've got another point, but I'll, I know it's a little off topic, so I'm going to let you, let you go. I just, I just had some, some quick hitter things from the, uh, the, the camp yesterday I wanted to mention. Tim Couch's kid was there working out with the edges. That's just fun to have Tim Couch's kid being a recruit. He goes to LCA, though, just finished his freshman season. He's got a lot of way to go. Um, so, you know, got to let that play out. Uh, we don't, we don't need to build the Tim couch statue just yet to get this kid on campus. Uh, the, the, if you, 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 you mentioned, you never hear about the bad news. If there was going to be any sort of bad news, it's that the two quarterbacks that Kentucky's really looking at in 2024, neither of them camped. Uh, Dante Reno didn't even show up. That was the, that's the kid with the. Cohen and Woodford connections from the Northeast. Nah, he's uh, going to North Carolina. See, see you later, buddy. Yeah, cool, yeah. Cool name, but look forward to beating you every year in the SEC East. 
which will probably no longer yeah. be a thing by the time you get there. But yeah. <laughs> uh, the other kid from Cathedral, Danny O'Neill, he was there over the weekend, but he didn't stick around to camp and said he just hopped uh, over to Louisville. Uh, not the most promising sign, but he's going to be back. So I, and he might even be camping on Tuesday or Wednesday with him. It just the way plans shook out. Kentucky's at least going to remain in the mix for that one. What was really awkward, though, and what I wanted to bring up is that uh, this kid, EJ Hanley, he goes to Fairfield Prep, which is the same school that Jacoby Albert went to. Uh, last year, him, Adrian Griffin, Jacoby Albert come up. It's this Birmingham school that was rivals with Chris Lewis's school. Uh, and they all came up to camp. Uh, they were trying to get Albert. They offered the other two kids. Well, Griffin and Al, or and excuse me, and and Hanley, they were back on campus this weekend. And Hanley, he he's a he's a good looking quarterback, uh, younger, and that he tweeted that he got re-offered by the coaching staff, but then Luckett reported that sources tell KSR that well, it's not necessarily a committable offer. So we've got ourselves an awkward quarterback situation. Whoa, <laughs> Hanley. I, I don't, I don't know what got lost in translation oh, there, no. but yeah, Ugh, tough. If I if I were a head coach, there's so many other things to worry about, and in the grand scheme of things, this isn't the the biggest deal in the world. But if I'm Stoops. I'm getting to the bottom of this situation because it's like the worst thing that happens. And it seems to happen at college football programs too frequently. So if I'm Stoops, I'm, I'm going to the kid and I'm saying, Hey, we really like you. And we're really interested in you, but who, where did you get that? You got an offer from. And the kid probably will say, well, I was talking with coach so-and-so and he said this or that. And then if I'm Stoops, I'm going to that coach. I'm saying, Hey, what did you say to this kid? I'm getting to the bottom of where the miscommunication was and I'm making sure it doesn't ever happen again. And I'm making sure our coaches know that like, Hey, make an offer something special, like make it where they know that they're getting an offer and otherwise, cause it is, it is super awkward, Roush. I can't even imagine yeah. like, you know, this kid's going to have options to go play college football places. It's not like that UK offer is going to make or break, but it's just, that's like a big moment for somebody. And then to have a coach have to reach out to luck and be like, Hey, can you get it out there that like, <laughs> <laughs> something's wrong you know like something we're, yeah. this was, uh, we took a wrong turn somewhere and we need to backtrack this that's just that stinks for everybody involved but uh i even watched like a little bit of his tape and was like yeah okay this is i, I like i like this yeah yeah it's fine yeah. um solid yeah exactly you, you never really freaking know but, right right um, and it's it's one of those things too where most of the time these early offers it's an assistant coach saying something and until the head coach says we're going to that that that's usually the sign that it is committable so that's a uh, kind of an awkward spot uh they did have another kid there a lefty um that has a virginia tech offer from now i know we're throwing offers and all that stuff around but uh he looks solid out there at the camp as well so uh, you know uh, there's there's certainly options for kentucky but man, th we we are in the meat and potatoes of recruiting awkwardness right now you know it's just wow. uh, some something I think the biggest part of camp that you haven't talked about yet was Luckett's tweet of the beer stand. Yeah, yeah. And the the only reason why I'm not getting too fired up about it, TJ, I didn't go to the Chris Stapleton concert, but I know they serve beer there, and I'm assuming that that was from there. But here's the thing, though, is there's no longer some sort of excuse that, 
we don't have the infrastructure to sell beer. Like, <laughs> but that and that was a hilarious excuse. Oh, it was so dumb. As if like UK couldn't just snap their fingers and have one in two or three days. And I was actually, I had an inside source. Like I, I, I knew it. It happened. I saw the contract of like them installing beer lines and stuff like that. And get and this was like two years ago. This is when the SEC first had said that we're ready to... Yeah, it was a totally bogus thing to say that they didn't have the resources. Here, I, I agree with you. That was my first thought, was like, this is just from the concert, but it is decked out in blue and white. It's decked out in checkerboard. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's not another concert there this summer, Roush, unless I'm mistaken. Like nope. they, they could have that bad boy long gone, or at least tucked away in storage somewhere in the depths of UK athletics where... The Mitch Barnhart no-no land, you're not allowed to have any beer. So put the unfriendly family portion of the stadium. But they have it like saran wrapped off. They have it looking clean. They have it looking fresh. And they have it in a position of, hey, you know, we can just roll this bad boy right on out in the concourse when the season rolls around. But this is just another Mitch Barnhart, like, probably time to go to bed, old man. Um, have beer at games. This is ridiculous. Yeah. just uh... Maybe we're getting there. I don't know. I'm certainly going to get irrationally excited about it. it. It would be exciting, especially ahead of such a big season. You've got eight home games. And I, I know that we don't talk about it as much. People make a much bigger deal about the ho-hum crowds at Rupp for uh, so-so, you know, against so-so opponents. That month of September, it's going to be hot. You're going to be playing some bad football teams. Reward your fans that are showing up to watch this team. I know that the opener is still probably going to be uh, pretty packed. It's a night game. It'll be your first chance to get uh, a tailgate at Kroger Field. But Youngstown State at noon in week three, uh, you know, that that could very well be a 90-degree day. You're out there sitting in those hot bleachers. At least give fans a chance to to suck down some cold beer. That, that's an also, TJ, those are the kind of days, too, where it's too hot to even get drunk. It's like where Justin's like, I don't care about being 90 degrees on a golf course. It's like, hey, you can't you can't even like enjoy a cold beer because you just need to suck down water when it's as hot and miserable outside as it's going to be this week. There's plenty of water and beer. Plenty. Another thing, yeah, I, I agree with you. And, I, and like, listen, am I that excited to pay 9 or $13 for a beer? Yeah, I kind of am. But will I still sneak in a beer here or there? Probably. I don't know. Maybe not. I'll, I guess we'll just have to wait and see when we get to when we when we cross that bridge. But there is truth to like if I sneak in a beer, either I'm drinking it right away or it's going to get warm and not be like all that great unless it's a November game. So just being able to go get a cold beer, even if it does cost an arm and a leg, not the end of the world. There, another big story to haul this is. $5 bottle water, UK. I know that's nothing really new for you all. That's a joke. Come on. $5 for a bottle of water. There, That is highway robbery. You can get a 24-pack of water for like $5. Water. Yeah. Like it's, <laughs> it's water. People are going there to enjoy. Like make the water well, cheap. You can just make everything else expensive. That, that's what I. That's why I worry about it being for just the Stapleton concert. Because during football games, they have those big giant water coolers. Uh, yeah, but they still sell five dollar water bottles. That's do they? Stuff. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I'll just get the Powerade because at least if I'm, I feel like it's different ingredients, slightly different ingredients than just water. But yeah, they're still expensive. Um, but they do have the water stations. You're right about that. So. Un- unrelated uh, to that, well, there was one game last year where the 
the media press box coffee machine was uh, not working for the second or third week in a row, and it was a late night. So uh, Drew Luckett and I went downstairs and and got bought bought some coffee from the concession stand. And I think they just gave us an entire pot. They were like, here's some bigger cups. You all can just take it all. No, Who else is getting coffee at a football game? <laughs> oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's funny. That's nice that they did that. Yeah, that's great. All right, let's go to our last break. We'll come back. We'll get to the Thornton Stacks line. There's a lot of things I don't think we're going to end up getting to today. Uh, Eric, big big basketball visitor on the, mm-hmm. on the hoop side of things. I wanted to talk about the Live Golf Tournament just briefly, but maybe we'll have to we'll pencil that in for another day because we have a lot of text on the Thornton's text line. Stop in on your way to the office today, get yourself some coffee, dessert, or at least fill up gas because you know it's probably only going to get higher. So may as well get it now while you still can. Save some money, becoming a Refresher and Rewards member. This is Kentucky Roll Call. We'll come back okay. after this. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. We don't know where Hayes played last year, but I'm sure he did a hell of a job. Speaking of sunglasses, you'll want to wear Shady Rays day, night, evening, morning, bedtime, awake time, at the beach, at the pool, wherever you are. They're the best shades in all the land. St. X grad, Kentuckian, you know it's going to be a good product. They offer all sorts of specials, nothing better than the 25% off Big X Sports Radio when you go to ShadyRays.com. Uh, so many different options. You will find a style that you will like, and they'll get you your sunglasses if you probably, you know, don't hold me to this, but I got mine within just a couple days. So if you're still looking for Father's Day, you're less than a week out, I'd hurry up, go to shadyrays.com, find a pair that your dad's going to like. Remember, before you're going to check out, they're going to try to get you some mystery pairs for very, very cheap. I highly recommend loading up on those using the promo code Big X, saving a lot of money. Why the heck not? I love Shady Rays. You will as well. All right, one final segment today. We got a lot on the Thornton's text line. So my advice would I be is we would just go there, Roush. Any sports topics I don't think are absolutely too crucial that we can't get to till tomorrow or later in the week. And mm-hmm. maybe some of these texters are going to bring some up because we have a ton from the weekend. Yeah, let's let's get right to it. 502-414-1450 is the number on the Thornton's text line. And uh, man, I'm I, I'm I'm a little lost as to where we start. I think it's we 100% would be doing nil full force if Mitch didn't have such a sour, you know what, opinion on nil. Mitch is making these lame excuses solely because he doesn't agree with it. Yeah, I mean, he while he has been a great athletic director and all around, I think Mitch Barnhart is a awesome, awesome dude. This is all this is not it's certainly not personal. But he he rules based on his morales. And that's not what I think you should do in the athletic field. Uh, if he was like a camp counselor at a Christian church or something, then sure, you know, that that's you gotta you gotta follow your moral compass. 
for this, you got to just be looking out for UK athletics first and foremost. And I'm totally all right with like, hey, we want to make sure we're not just blatantly breaking NCAA rules. That's fine. But I think there's a lot of places that are not, quote unquote, breaking the rules. I mean, you had Alabama and Texas A&M head coaches publicly lash out at one another, accuse each other of cheating. Can you not like do something similar to what they're doing, but maybe just like even a step behind it? We we don't we don't know. And also, it is worth mentioning that like UK is still getting good recruits. They're getting good players. They've had a lot of really good players return in football and basketball. So they've got something cooking in nil. I think we just kind of want Mitch Barnhart to let his hair down and unbutton that top button for Pete's sake. Which, by the way, when I saw Stoops at Ruby's with Avery Stewart, the the four star safety from Alabama, he was the he had the two top buttons unbuttoned. It's like you know what I I don't want to. You're big on not judging a man by the clothes he wears, but I think when it comes to button philosophies, we we, we can we can. And Stoops and Mitch, who. They're, they're on the opposite ends of the spectrum. And that's honestly the, and I know a lot of people feel the same sentiment. That's my biggest concern is, Hey Mitch, don't, don't tick him off somewhere else. Don't make him feel like, you know what? This AD is going to let me, it's going to be easier to win here because of my relationship with the athletic director. We, that's the last thing we need. So that's my biggest concern mm-hmm. in all this. Like, again, UK's doing okay. I wish they were being a little bit more aggressive, just like anybody else would. I can understand a little bit of caution to a certain degree, but you need your coaches to be happy, Mr. Athletic Director. And when you have both coaches of your major moneymakers publicly disagreeing with you, that that's not okay. And I'm not saying that Mitch is totally in the wrong there, but just the fact that there's a divide, a divide, I'm using air quotes around that, but the fact that there's some disagreements on some really heavy stuff he is a little bit in the wrong automatically because even if you don't agree with what your coaches are saying, find a, find a compromise, find a way to make them happy. And the fact that they're publicly doing it, Roush, we've said it a hundred times, that's their last resort, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I guess their last resort is going elsewhere, going and, and, and working for an athletic director that's going to give them more flexibility. That's the last resort, but that's the next thing. So we don't want it to get there. Nope. Nope. Don't want it to get there at all. And I, I don't think it's close to that point yet because the way that Stoops and Cal handled the 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 first nil situation, they were able to still work around Mitch to to make things happen, and I, I that's probably still the 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 principle that Stoops is leading by now, where it's yeah. like, well, push comes to shove, we we can just go around Mitch to make things work. Well, I hope I hope so, but you also don't want to have like that dynamic or that relationship. But you're not worried about it right now or this season. But after the season, if UK does well, and some other coach, other schools are sniffing around like they have over the last several seasons. It's mm-hmm. it's just going to be another thing that you have to you have to worry about. But uh, you hope Mitch can figure it out. You hope he can kind of maybe change or at least make these coaches happy. We'll we'll see. But dude, lets rich he just blatantly admits to letting rich people drink at games, but not the the common folk. So he's he's not perfect. A texter says, starting to think that intern Jacob is all talk about his golf game with him not playing in the scramble. It's a good point. Mm, very good point. He can one on talk one. to talk. Whatever. Time and place. Are you swallowing the microphone? <laughs> I'm not trying to. <laughs> Gosh, we're really just coming after intern I feel like Jacob we're getting today. like a temperamental teenager today. Oh, we really are. You um, know? 
You got me on my toes. I'm not going to Somebody wake up on the wrong side of the bed? That's how I was the one who was having like a minor freak out earlier to start the show. I'm at at 10, I guess 10 roof. I'm at 10 roof ordering straight bourbon sprites, and this poop is straight gas. Good looks on the recommendation. Man, and that that, that just means you're you're no longer just a college kid. You're getting towards adulthood. The next step, when you become a full-on dad, you're going to be drinking bourbon and ginger ale. Because that's that's where it's really at. That's the, the, the best of the best. But you know, you you baby steps. We'll walk before we run, Plumley bro. Plumley bro. I also, you know, I don't know the situation. Maybe it was a wedding. Maybe it was a special occasion. But I would say if you're coaching varsity high school basketball, you are too old to be going to Tenerife. Uh, n- I mean, you have to consider where he's coaching at too, and you can be. I mean, his JV team, I think, is his main one, which I feel like mid to young 20s, coaching JV basketball, going out to the bars on weekends, those 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 timelines match up. And it's not so much like you're going to run it. You know, you're, I'm not you're not so concerned you're going to run into a 17 year old player at Tinder if they do have they check IDs. And, and while younger kids can get fake IDs, that's a pretty that's a pretty big gap. Not impossible. I'm sure people have done it before. But I think it's just more the principle of like. Tin roof is 20 to 25. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I just think if you're coaching, I don't know. Yeah, I, yeah I, see, it, see it, here's it, the thing. But I'm not doing a good job explaining it, so maybe I'm in the wrong. Yeah, and, and the only reason why I would say that, TJ, is most people get their coaching bug in in their early 20s before they get married, have kids, settle down, and just they don't have time anymore. That's um, true. Yeah. You know, so, so it's kind of like more like a part-time kind of, you're right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And I didn't know I thought he was I thought he was all varsity. Yeah, I think he's the JV head coach and then varsity assistant. It's more like do I want to do I want to pursue this full time, be a coach, or is this kind of fun? I'm out of college, living life, doing a little coaching, doing a little tender roof party, and I'll figure out what I want to do later. Yeah, sounds like a good time. Sounds right. like a good right. time. I was wrong. Hand up. Texter says, fellas, one of the more monumental athletic achievements in my athletic career happened yesterday. I shot a 99 by breaking 100 for the first time in my life. Considering I was shooting mid-120s last summer, it's pretty cool to see the dedication and hard work really paying off. Just an unreal feeling. And totally agree that like that's an awesome feeling in golf when you're actually playing enough and you start feeling things start feeling better and your score mm-hmm. chart starts to look better and it's not just like a one offer on a round you're noticing a trend but you have to be playing somewhat frequently to be able to like yeah, enjoy that progression but there is nothing better texter totally agree with that and you're you're at the point too where the the good hole uh, at one point in your career like the the step he made to tj went from I'm lucky to have two or three good holes around, you know, two two good holes on the front to two good holes in the back. And we're now it's you're getting more of those good holes and less of the bad. The ratio isn't completely flipped, but you're 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 getting close to it, which it just makes it much that much more fun. Right, my brother played at Valhalla on Friday. What Justin Roush, what do y'all think he shot? 107. 111. 
Man, Roush, 112. Way to go, oh, buddy. Oh, so cool. That's not even a bad guess yourself. You just were up against uh, Secretariat of guessing right there. <laughs> yeah, pretty. Uh, he wasn't happy with it, but I was like, Jonathan, you're not a good golfer, and it was Valhalla. So, what, what, you know, you can't be that disappointed in it. Right, right. He did tell me he tried to go for a green on a par four and just, like, really kind of embarrassed himself. So that, that was <laughs> – I was like, why are you going for a green on a par four? You've never done that in your life. <laughs> hey, but you know what though? If I'm at Valhalla, like, why? I mean, why not? You pay to play, like, you know. Let the big dog eat. Right, right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> We're having him and I are having a huge Father's Day match play showdown on Sunday morning. So, oh, he's been getting lessons left and right. He's been playing left and right. He's about ready so he's... to have his second kid, so he know he's in his. He's oh, honeymoon stage right now. So he's getting it in while he can. So he's been a bad father. <laughs> he's just getting a little few rounds in here or there. But it, everybody's talking about it in the family. A lot of eyeballs on it. So I'll, I'll keep everybody updated. TJ, do you eat salads? Uh, yeah, but I'm unsurprisingly somewhat picky. A great salad for me would be like lettuce, spinach. If you wanted to throw like some fruit in there, I'm cool with that. If you want to throw some carrots in there, I'm cool with it. But grilled chicken... Just with a lot of green is my is my go to if I'm gonna have so, a salad. No dressing though. That's yeah. You don't do dressing. Do you do like a a lime? Like do you do you put any sort of liquid on it to to lube it up a little bit to to soften up those those big heavy greens? Because like I've seen people do just like a you know put a little lime wedge or a little bit of lemon, um, maybe a tad bit of olive oil or something. Nothing like that. Um. No. Mm. No. Yeah, not for me. So, in turn, I am going to reiterate my question since you weren't on the show Friday. Did you, in fact, say we don't need to do that? That's a little TMI for our for our buddy. Yeah, come on. Yeah, come on. Grow up. What's the Have deal, class? What yeah. is your go-to saying on the golf course when someone hits a bad drive or shot? I will say nothing is worse when someone takes golf overly serious and cusses up a storm after hitting a bad shot. I'll cuss here and there, but I – it's very clear to people that I'm playing golf with that I'm having a great time. So when you, when I hit a bad shot, which certainly happens, I will, you know, not be happy about it, but you can, it's not like there's some people Roush who will hit a bad shot and you're like, are they about to start crying and maybe leaving the course? Those people are ridiculous. And all you need to do is just laugh at them so they can kind of understand how ridiculous they're being. Can that have a mixed result and go the opposite way? Absolutely. It can, could be a total disaster. You could end up almost having a fight on a golf course, but that's the way you got to handle those people. Roush. You got to like, you got to really let them know how ridiculous they're being. See, I will cuss at myself in the third person. Just a damn it, Roush. What are you doing, you yeah. idiot? But it's, you know, all kind of uh, lighthearted. When somebody else hits a bad one, if they're not, uh, you know, I, and I'm, I rarely play with people who take things uh, too seriously, but I'm usually like, oh, we can find that. Yeah, that, that, that's usually my go to. Oh, that'll play. Well, we'll figure it out. Uh, just kind of getting on to the next one. Um, I'm not too big of a ball buster unless. Unless you have a long putt and you just don't hit it, then I'll, you know, the go to like, well, uh, did you hit, maybe next time don't hit it with your purse or uh, pick your skirt up? It's getting in the way. Like, those are those are funny little quips. Yeah. Nobody's nobody has ever been meaner to me than myself on a golf course. Like, so, you know, any any tweets or anything like that, nothing that I haven't told myself on a golf course before. Uh, and especially along those lines, Roush, it always seems to be the most frustrating when you leave something short. Texter says, 
you're gonna get you're opening yourself up for ridicule on in, in any sort of sporting event no kidding having a text line for the radio show is so genius i love how you guys read every text makes the show the absolute canon the thornton's text line baby that's why krc numero uno you text mm. it and we read it on air it's the best it's some call it the salsaritas of radio shows because it is the best we have to, we're the best number one here's the regular season win total bet for the cats you find this bet on bet fastication what's that bet fast action i think okay so it's all it's separate words i see that now um dot com so that's why it was all together but i'm getting through a bookie just fyi i'm betting through a bookie just fyi at intern jacob this one also had the cats at seven and a half i would like to bet that i saw that at circus sports too uh but i was having a conversation with a friend they're a mickey mouse book uh and it's based purely off of they only let you put a ten dollar max on kentucky derby futures Mm. at certain points of the year so really would love because the the seven and a half i saw was at minus 120 and then i'm just I'm, I'm depositing money at that point to make that bet i mean that's a that's a sound investment strategy a texter says question for tj and roush how did you all meet your wives and what were your opening lines i don't remember my opening lines but uh i had some U of L friends come up for the L uk football game in 2013 U of L won, if you could believe it. So such a long time ago since U of L's won in that football rivalry. Uh, they won, and they said, "Hey, do you mind if we bring a friend?" And we, I was like, "Yeah, no, no problem." And the friend was her, and we met, and the rest was history. Ah. that's the that's the short version, but it doesn't actually need to be any longer than that. I I, I like the Kentucky Louisville, the the Louisville Athletics, because that I mean that's kind of how my wife and I got together too. Was but it was it was a Louisville Kentucky basketball watch party. So slightly different, but not too different. Yeah, that's pretty similar. That's funny. Yeah. How, what year was it? It was the Julius Randle team. Okay, so the 13th. Or, no, 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 no. Excuse me. The following year, I think. Yeah, yeah. It would have been the, the 38-0 team. because that, And that was a big game, too. Uh, oh, yeah. One we versus four. Number, I, yeah, I thought it was maybe seven. But, yeah, you could be right. It could be four. Uh, and you've all played Kentucky pretty well, all things considered, but just – a little too much flopping and Montrez Harrell falling to be able to overcome the Cats, baby. Ha, ha, ha. Louisville's baseball team fails yet again to win a World Series. What complete and total losers. Why do they continue to keep trying when we know what the outcome is going to be? It does kind of stink that, like, they're, they're really good. They're a great program. But you just have a coach that is unable to win the big one. Oh, man. It would be frustrating. It would be really frustrating, too, if you were doing a Louisville show in the afternoon and you just had to keep seeing these texts on and on. Real shame Mike Rutherford's on vacation this week. It's almost as if he planned this. Yeah, conveniently leaves for vacation. That's yeah. interesting. A texter says, Dan McDonald can't win the big one. Also, how many Botox injections has that? Oh, you know, come on. I don't, I don't know if he's had any at all. Um, no idea. It's none of our business. Shout out to him for you know, no wrinkles, though. But, Good on him. But he can't win the big one. Texter nope. says, Fritos smell like feet. God awful food take from TJ. Shocking. Hey, buddy, you going around just smelling people's feet? Is that yeah. Is that, and by the way, Fritos smells like dog's paws. Yeah, like yeah. That's the – Right. That's what they the, – it's not every dog, but it's many of them, and that is true. That is 100% factual. You all just yes. going around smelling Fritos dog paws? Awesome. I won't take it. I won't take it. You've never smelled a dog's paws before? I don't. Yeah. I'm not just going around smelling them. No. You smell your dog's feet? Nope. Don't have a dog. Do you? Have you ever had a dog though? I mean, I'm sure you smelled your lizard, right? Yeah. What do <laughs> lizards' feet smell like? I'm gonna go with Fritos as well. 
CWS may have six current and future SEC teams out of the eight, the College World Series. That's from Steve. Wow, it, it's that many. Yeah, I mean, I knew it was obviously more than the ones that I just listed, but I couldn't think of them off the top of my head. Which, like, now who is it? Auburn, I guess, is probably another one I miss. Yeah, anyways, I, who cares? Kirby, speaking of White Castles, worked both nights of the St. Margaret Mary picnic. Uh, man, I hated not being able to get to that one, Kirby. That one is, is pretty close to me. Thanks for the support for a school in your backyard, Terry, but was dying and was hoping to dine in after long days on feet and slamming beers. Waffle House and White Castle both didn't dine in after 1030 anymore. What kind of crazy world are we in right now? Not to trigger Roush on a Monday, but Biden's America. Oh, easy route. <laughs> yeah, imagine like telling somebody that they can't dine in at a White Castle late night. That, true. Whew. Really, like all that just stems back from pandemic, and then they were just like, "Well, we don't have to do it anymore." And no, go go back. Let us in, White Castle and Waffle House. Let yeah, us in. It's more of really just. I think it's a work. Work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know. I don't know what did that more. If it was the COVID, if it was the kids now, because uh, kids are certainly different now. They've grown up with the internet. They they are. Uh, much different than we were. And I know that's probably the same thing every 20 years, but um, certainly in this aspect, they are. Kirby, if it makes you feel better, I doubt I'm going to be able to get to Rayfield's picnic this weekend. I've got wedding festivities, so I'll be missing my even home, my home picnic. So, uh, But I wanted to. We just had friends. We're super popular people. Had to go meet people at St. Edward's, buy a $100 capital prize ticket. No big deal. Uh, didn't win, obviously. Perfect summer show idea for you all. Top 10 Tom Leach lost his mind calls and then analysis of them. I really have thought about just on a really, really slow day. There's a YouTube video of like the top Tom Leach calls. I think, I don't know if I tweeted it out, but it was like several weeks ago. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind just playing that, stop, talk about the clip and then just play the another one. It'd have to be a really, really slow day, but I think that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. The, uh, the thing is, and I, I'm, there's so many, it does, it is difficult to kind of whittle them down, you know? Yeah. Well, if you haven't seen that video, highly recommend I'll maybe retweet it out there again, but it, it, it hits you in the nostalgia feels. Cause every one of them, you're like, Oh, I remember where I was. Oh, I remember where I was. Oh yeah. That one. I remember where I was. And then you hear the calls again and it's just, uh, he's, he's the man. Tom Leach is good dude. UK uh, fans are lucky to have him on the play by play. I've always thought like, you know, there's other radio shows on at his time that I think I'd rather listen to personally, but you know, but in terms of a play by play guy, Roush. Done. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Our radio show. It's us. It's we're we're the guys. Woo. Go go KRC. I used to work at White Castle. The onions are in fact actual onions. Suck it, Justin. All by dehydrated onions that look like fingernails prior to rehydration. Well that's yeah. gross. Well, there you it's go. It took a, a gross turn there. That clears it up. Yeah. Um, looks like uh, the producers, unsurprisingly, didn't send over a couple texts. We got the John text not sent over. Wow. John here. Good morning, y'all. I did a live in-game bet on the Warriors the other night, and I got them mid-fourth quarter, plus four and a half. And, of course, the Warriors made some banana stand money. Tell me, do you always money in the banana, Sam? Tell me, do you guys prefer to bet before the game starts? Or do you like live in-game betting? Also, who do you have tonight? We'll got to go talk to you later. Kind of forgot that game was tonight. Happy to remember that. And secondly, 
No, because we live in Kentucky, so in-game betting, not always super easy. Yeah, I am uh, looking forward to it, though, because the series, it, it, it was pretty much all Warriors on Friday night. Now we get to game five. Is this one, this stays in Boston, right? Or do they, I forget how they format the the finals because it used to be 2-3-2. Two, two, and I, I don't know if it's 2-2-1-1-1 two, two, one, one, one now, though. Justin? I am looking into it right now. Give me just a second. I believe it is in, it is in, it's at Golden State tonight. There you have yeah, it. I figured with the three days, maybe they had traveled because they, you know, they haven't played since Friday. But right. um, yeah, it used to be two, three, two, though. And I feel like they've switched it back a million different times. But yeah, yeah, it's it's very confusing. Um, but I, uh, man, I feel like I've got a, I got a good feeling about the Warriors tonight. Yeah, I, I don't know. Even though it's gone back and forth, they're going back to their house. This feels like where they 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 capture that momentum, you know. I think I think a big Golden State win tonight. Then I think it's, I think we're going to seven, and then Boston will come back. They'll win probably close, and then it'll go back to Golden State for the game seven. And I would probably take the home team in that one, but should be a good time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, last text: Who's doing the Rutherford show all week? I think they have. Oh gosh, who do they say they had? Justin. Uh, no, Rashawn's doing it one I know day. Monday, Rashawn Tuesday, Myers. Wednesday. Yes. Okay. I think there Rashawn's doing it two days. They're still trying to figure out some stuff. I, I haven't texted back yet. I'm not going to. I I love doing it. I love uh, you know doing radio with Trevor is a good time. Riling up U of L fans is a really good time. But with that wedding this weekend, I'm not going to be able to do it. Um, Ooh, where's is, is your wedding in town or out of town? It's in town. Oh, I'm, I'm I've got a Nashville wedding uh, this weekend, so haven't been there in are you, long time. Are you in the wedding? I'm not, so I get to have. I just get oh, to yeah. kind of enjoy it. It's kind of yeah. So I've got to do like rehearsal dinners and this, that, pictures, stuff like that. So yeah, um, it's gonna be it's gonna be a busy, busy. I'm, I'm also doing the thing too. This is an outdoor wedding, and it's going to be, whoo, man. Shout out to Saturday's weather looking much better. It's it's we're Saturday's looking pretty nice actually. That's okay. gonna be, it's probably gonna feel a lot better too after the ninety fives all week, but it's gonna be a blast. I'm I'm really looking forward to it, but gonna keep me out of the Mike Rutherford show duties. Justin, you should you should you and you could have a producer's show. Oh, I'm, I'm not yeah. able to do it either. Intern, I got, I'm scoots. going on a golf trip. Oh yeah. Oh That's wow. Right. That's right. Forgot about that. Yeah. What did you decide what you're gonna do on your round on Friday? Uh not quite yet. Heritage Hills are gonna be Yeah, in? no, I, we haven't decided yet. We'll have that discussion today. Okay. Yeah, you get that locked in. All right, we're out of time. Everybody, thanks for the text into the show. Sorry for the technical difficulties to start. We smoothed them out as we so often find ways to do. On Kentucky Roll Call, appreciate it. We'll be back tomorrow at 7 a.m. TJ Walker and Nick Rouse. Okay. Jacob, he's out of timeout. You're back, baby.